boy movies welcome to big boy movies a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them i'm one of your big boys matt Beebe. i'm another big boy john george and this week john i gotta admit i'm, I'm kind of in some hot water what I'm, I'm in some trouble john i are you okay man I, I went to see the movie parasite yeah you know who was sitting right next to me who george bush no I, and he was making all these great jokes through the whole movie so you were laughing oh of course. he was telling me about all those awesome war crimes he did back in the day oh. yeah i was cracking up that dude's hilarious i mean that's that is funny the, the person in front of us took a picture of us oh, together no. oh it looks so bad everyone thinks i'm best friends with george bush oh, now but you're not oh no i've just met him at parasite yeah, i don't know why he there. was there but I mean, like, he just wanted to watch parasite like yeah. all of us he's just he was, normal dude he was i guess doing his own like mystery science theater to it uh, he was burning <sighs> the movie so good oh man oh i'm so uh, sorry baby. Now i look like an asshole yeah honestly i don't i i forgot that i have to tell you this but yeah you're off the podcast like uh, i damn it yeah cancel just, culture has come <laughs> again for me yeah like just don't watch the movie oh. with george bush next time if you're such good friends with him God. you have to tell me before i hire you no for but this like i just thing. said oh God like damn you have it. To tell me your connections with George Bush. Oh, should I should have disclosed my connection to I George didn't know Bush. You were a war, you're a war crime criminal. It's by proxy. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I take responsibility. Okay. Oh, jeez. Stop doing war crimes and maybe you'll get a job. Oh, call me pro Jared because I've been canceled. <laughs> uh, Parasite. Parasite. This is probably the most hyped movie of the year. Oh, yeah. So this is the most hyped podcast of the year. John's most hyped up uh, cinema experience of this year, Parasite. Yeah. So good we had to wait a week to uh, actually (laughs) record this one. Sorry we missed a week. BB screwed us over because he was busy figuring out that George Bush stuff. Yeah. I just, all weekend, I was getting texts and, like, my dad was cursing me out over FaceTime. Like... (laughs) You know, with just if you can help it, don't sit next to George Bush. Yeah. It just it doesn't look good. Yeah. He's so funny though. That's uh-huh. real. That's what really gets you is the thing. <laughs> if I if that picture had been taken and I was doing like a big frown, I feel like I would have been fine. I would have been like, oh, he hates sitting uh, next to George he, Bush. He just did this good joke about like <laughs> all the Iraqis he murdered, and I was like, oh, hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, well, no, that'll well, get you. That'll get you every time. It's all right. I got some good people. They're scrubbing the internet right now. Okay, so that's good. That's it, good. It, I mean, everyone's going to forget next week when, <laughs> I don't know, like Will Smith says the N-word. Although I guess he's allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's not going to help at all. Will Smith said the N-word. Oh, damn oh, wait, it. That's normal. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, he can. <laughs> he's allowed to. Uh, yeah. Paris, uh... Uh, let's let's before we get into parasite I'm sorry but parasite <sighs> i know i know parasite. you're ex- i know you're jazzed for parasite i love korean movies i love <laughs> <laughs> uh every year a korean movie graces my top five of oh, the man. year and it will happen this and this year that's a spoiler for later oh, in this man. podcast but let's talk about the movies we watched this past week okay first. uh since uh, we share one of the movies. Why don't you get your, your first Okay, get the other two out of the way. Yeah. Both these movies I watched after Parasite. Okay. Um, uh, so the first one is the one we shared, and then the next one was the next day I watched... Uh, well, to premise this a little bit, I, uh, me and BB, I'm hoping at the end of the year we can do a nice little... It's it's the end of the decade, as you mm-hmm. know, maybe we can do a nice little top ten movies of the decade oh, for yeah. each of us, um, because that's something I've always wanted to do. I have now been 
watching movies as a as a person who can understand movies for 10 years, a mm-hmm. full decade. So I want to make uh, a top 10. So I need to go back and watch some movies that I missed out on. A lot of them were like in the early 2010s because I was 14 in 2010. Yep. And didn't understand movies that well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one, Shutter Island, a Martin Scorsese movie. Good one. I forgot Martin Scorsese did that one. Mm-hmm. He did do that one. Yeah. He directed that one. Um, <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio also did that one. And Mark Ruffalo did that one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. I gave it four stars, and I liked it a lot. And the twist is predictable, but the rest of it is amazing. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a very good... Like, that That movie was probably my my intro to sort of psychological thrillery kind of movies like i i probably wouldn't have watched a movie like that beforehand but after watching that movie i was like oh shit this is cool yeah th- this is a neat scary creepy movie yeah leonardo dicaprio he's a detective and i like that i will say that i never watched this movie back in 2010 because it was marketed heavily in my view as a horror movie yeah and back when i was 14 Horror movies were a strict no-no for me, yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think I watched my first horror movie when I was like 16 on Halloween. Um, so that's why I didn't watch this movie. And it is not a horror movie at all. So screw the marketers of this film. Yeah, I genuinely don't remember the trailers. I think it has some creepier moments, but I I wouldn't consider it horror. It's a thriller. Yeah. It is completely a thriller at, at most. Mm-hmm. It's just like a mystery suspense movie, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Leo, great as usual. Man is a great actor. Um, yeah, just a, a great overall movie. As far as Scorsese's go, I think I've, I've Goodfellas was another movie I watched mm-hmm. on this podcast. A lot of Scorsese lately. Maybe we'll watch The Irishman on this podcast. BB doesn't want to spend that much time. We probably. I don't care about the time. <laughs> I don't want to spend three and a half hours in a movie theater. Yeah. I can watch it on Netflix. I'm fine to watch it on Netflix. Honestly, I'm heavily, I'm debating between the two. Because I know my bladder is very small and I drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And I think the main benefit of me being able to watch this movie on Netflix is that I can pause it and go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I'm like heavily. Cons- also, movie theaters are pissing me off lately. I just don't like the people in them. Honestly, like the the last few movie theater experiences, even Parasite, I've had have been really bad. Mm-hmm. Um this will mess up our timeline a little bit, but I will say seeing the lighthouse, uh, that was probably one of the best theater experiences I've had in a while because mm-hmm. everyone shut up. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, I think lighthouse works really well. Every time I've theater. gone, to, I feel like most of the times I've gone to the arc light Hollywood, I've had a good experience compared to this regal we go to. Yeah. I think this regal is a bunch of filthy casuals who go to see movies. Yeah, well, that's the thing fun. is like, I, I think my parasite audience was a bunch of filthy casuals because oh, yeah. they were not great. I'll, I'll go into it once we start talking about the movie, but yeah, I, yeah. I we both saw it, the arc light at different times mm-hmm. and my arc light experience was not great. Mine was great. Yeah. I enjoyed my audience a lot. Um, next is the King's speech, the King's speech, the King's speech. I, I'm the King. I'm the, 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 the King. Is that offensive? I don't know. Oh God, I'm gonna get canceled again. Ah, <laughs> oh. I'm the, 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 the king. Oh um, God, my Twitter's already blowing up. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, this was uh, so. 
Um, all the reviews on Letterboxd for this movie are just trashing it because it beat the social network that year in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So everyone was very upset that it beat the social network. So they were like, this movie is bad. Wow. I disagree. <laughs> that <laughs> this is movie's uh, good. This movie's good. Yeah, I actually really love this movie. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember just being so enthralled by it. I honestly, in my opinion, I think it's better than The Social Network. Um, but I, I really, really like The King's Speech. Yeah. Um, well, maybe uh, I'll watch. Maybe I'll rewatch the Social Network so I can get a good opinion on that. Oh wow! You, Wouldn't that be nuts? Yeah, I could give you. I could give you a final verdict next week. Okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Might as well. Um, what do you think, Critic Bot? Meet more opinions I have. Oh, oh, oh really, Critic Bot? It's. I'm glad you joined us for this. Um, you you've seen the King's Speech. Mm, meet more. I have seen the King's Speech. Oh, sick. This one sucks. This is a terrible <laughs> critics' corner opening. I'm just uh, I can't hit it he's this week. Uh, he's, he's yeah, uh, critic bot, you suck. You need more. Deal, you've had to deal with too many too many controversies. You can't uh, come up with a critics' corner. I've been racking my brain. You should have like, done a George Bush one or George Bush. <laughs> oh, here, let's let's try it again. Okay. What do you think of the King's speech, George Bush? Oh, well, uh, what does George Bush even sound <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, that was that was right. He was like, uh, well, uh, uh, well uh, uh, Iraq has a nuclear weapon, and uh, <laughs> I, I think the king should have made a better speech. <laughs> Are you under the impression that the king's speech is about the king of Iraq? The king, also, the king didn't write the speech, George. Yeah. He just said he it. He just said it, which is like a little bit dishonest if we're being real. Yeah. I'm sure George Bush wrote all of his speeches. Oh, yeah, 100%. No yeah. way. Um, but George Bush slash critic bot has handed me uh, a slip of paper with a review of the oh, King's speech. Thank you, George. Um, it is from George Bush's favorite media critic, Dirage. <laughs> Dirage. Dirage. Yeah, from March 30th, 2011. Dirage. He gives it zero stars out of 10. Of course. Dirage was not a fan of the King's, King's speech, speech where... but it's not like Letterboxd. Oh. He's not comparing this to anything. He's just mad it's boring. He's just <laughs> mad. Dirage says, okay. and this is a short one, I'll give you honest, and there is, uh, I'd like to point out, no capitalization, and there is one punctuation mark in the middle, and it's... Has auto-capitalization yeah. off on his iPhone. So uh, let's let's get into Daraj's review. Daraj says, worst movie ever. Nothing happened. I mean, he said a speech. OMG. I think the cartoonum I drew in ninth grade on my desk was more interesting. Wait, cartoonum? Cartoonum. He ended the word cartoon with an M. Uh, go on. <laughs> I think the cartoonum I drew in ninth grade on my desk was more interesting. I started counting popcorn. <laughs> so i he guess he saw it in the theater popcorn. he he saw he he was so bored he started i guess one two <laughs> do you think he he counted them as he was eating them yeah because like you can't put them back into the bucket oh, yeah, right no. you so, gotta eat them so you're like, like i wonder how many pieces of popcorn they actually put yeah. in my bucket yeah and he must have already eaten some of it, right? Because you yeah. don't know immediately if a movie's oh, boring. Oh, like, this is boring. Yeah. From the straight, from yeah, the trailers. Because he's starting popcorn yeah. at the trailers. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah. like, it's half gone by the time the movie oh, starts. Oh, yeah, every single time. Yeah. So, I'm, it's you know what's frustrating is he says he started counting popcorn. He doesn't let us know how many popcorn kernels yeah, he had. Yeah, true. Which That's is, like... what I'm most curious about is how many they This gave. review is honestly, like, lacking a 
like a nice conclusion. Yeah, honestly, just a bad, yeah. poor written review. Usually, I like these reviews mm-hmm. you've given me. They're very one, high quality, smart reviews, and this one I feel like you, you're not, just missing some structure. Here. Yeah, a yeah. little bit of structure. Um, I agree though. Kings, he just made a stupid speech. Like who gives yeah, a shit? Like you know, uh, I can make a speech yeah. anytime. I, like I'm on a podcast. Like yeah. I do what he did in the movie. <laughs> this guy every should day. have just started a podcast <laughs> like the rest of us. The Kings podcast. Oh, that's gonna be the sequel. <laughs> oh, I'm so the excited King for that. Stutters, but everyone in the land expects him to have a podcast. <laughs> he must. He's the you're, king. Uh, your sire, I, I'm afraid everyone has a podcast now, and you don't. Everyone wants to hear your podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. I would watch the shit out of that movie. Oh, my God. That'd be good. Yeah. NPR's like. I'm also like upset he doesn't give us any insight as to uh, what the cartoon that he drew the on his. Di- yeah, the cartoon. Was it more exciting. Yeah. It was the more cartoon. exciting. And it's so specific. The cartoonum he drew on his desk in ninth grade. So like, what was it? What this was is, the plot is thickening? Yeah, like this review. It's like, what was that thing? There's he drew? so much mystery. This is like a J.J. Abrams movie. Like, you, it seemed like he was trying to say like, oh, anything's more exciting mm-hmm. than this movie. But that was like not a good example. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. A, a drawing could be pretty exciting. Yeah, actually, you could have you could have named something that people could relate to. And everyone would be of... like, oh yeah, that's not exciting. But <laughs> some people are like, well, I actually drew something pretty cool on my yeah. desk. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this dude set up, put all all these mystery boxes, and I don't think he's going to make a sequel to this review. So we're never going to know what was inside those boxes. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset at Daraj. Yeah. Daraj, come on, man. Get better at being a critic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. God. Thanks, George Bush, but really bad. Yeah. George Bush, leave picking the reviews to the pros from now on. Not that I ever pick any of the Critics Corner reviews, according to the Random people do, but George Bush is not a good option. Yeah. We're not. Get, just go, George. Go out there with Todd Phillips. What the, Todd's still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Todd, you're not going to be on this episode either. Yeah, Todd, listen, we did your movie. <laughs> we did your movie, Todd. You're done for the year, Todd. You're done until you come out with Hangover 4. Yeah. So leave. God, so many people coming in Jeez, here now. I'm just so sick of it, man. It's, a fucking... it's like, where's the cool? Where's Vince Gilligan? Where's all yeah. these people? with Vince movies? Gilligan's never once come on our podcast. Like, these are the movies we like. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which... What? Was Speaking that a transition? Which, it's a transition into the one movie that I saw and that you also saw. Uh, and we're going to do this a little bit different. This is going to be like our mini review. A mini, uh, mini. Because this movie is topical and we need to keep the podcast topical. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. Well, this is... Um, I think this, is, this warrants a spoiler for... Not this movie, I guess, but more Breaking Bad. <laughs> Assume from this point until we get to Parasite, we will be spoiling all of Breaking Bad yes. and all of El Camino. So if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, which you absolutely should, yeah. so if you haven't seen it, don't get it spoiled for yourself Yeah, here. don't watch El Camino first. That's Oh, yeah, that's also a stupid idea. It's all on Netflix. Just start with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is genuinely my favorite TV show yeah. of all time. It is definitely... Um, my favorite is The Leftovers. The best show I've ever seen is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad is like beyond like anything I've ever watched on TV. So watch it. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers. Here we go. Um, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Going. Let's first talk about going into this movie. Did you like, were you like, 
I really want this? Or no. were you like, why are you doing this? I was, so if this had come out in a vacuum, I immediately would have been like, don't do this. We don't need it. Breaking Bad has the perfect ending. Mm-hmm. It has maybe the most perfect ending of any TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, and so expanding on it only sets yourself up to make something worse or to take something away from the ending. Uh, but because we don't live in a vacuum, uh, better call Saul exists. And so I've already had that. I've already been like, no, don't make more breaking bad. We don't need it. Uh, but better call Saul is a really good show. I, I don't think it's better than breaking bad. I know some people do think that, uh, dang, some people do. Yeah. Some people think better call Saul. Wow. Um, I think it's good, but I also agree with you. But Better Call Saul is a good show, and it shows that like Vince Gilligan really has the chops to like expand he's, on this universe. He's a good writer. I almost want him to work on something new too. Yeah, just uh, to like give us some new ideas. It'd be cool. Yeah. So I think uh, I was basically I was like comfortable with this movie coming out because I knew they could probably do something good with it, uh, and I was right for the most part. Like they they did not ruin anything about Breaking Bad. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily, they enhanced the show at all, but they definitely didn't take anything away. Yeah. Um, honestly, right after, right after I saw the movie, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, it's here. They didn't ruin anything and they did pretty well. But as time has gone on, I've liked this movie more and more thinking about it and just how, just my favorite part was how how small it was almost mm-hmm. like yeah. how it did how it wasn't trying to be anything it was just like yeah. here's more well like, you think a, a breaking bad movie like usually when you get a movie based on a tv show it's like the tv show but bigger oh yeah and there's like stakes and all like new characters and all this stuff and this is genuinely like just another episode of breaking bad literally just we were saying it's the epilogue yeah it's breaking bad's ep- epilogue and i think that was I'm super happy he did it this way. If mm. he did try to do it like bigger, better, yeah, I think it probably wouldn't have been as good. Um, so I, I'm growing to appreciate it more and more. Like every day, I move away from this film, and I'm just like, yeah, wait, I actually really like that part, and I like this part, and like it was just super fun movie. I think Jesse Plemons was great in this movie mm-hmm. in the uh, flashback scenes. Of course, yeah. Aaron Paul was great in this movie, um, and. Were the guys Skinny Pete and Badger? Skinny Pete Badger, so good. Love that scene. Uh, you're my hero and shit. Oh my god, so good. Such a good line. Uh, but yeah, that's. I also love the scene where uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, Todd is his name, right? Yeah, Todd. is singing in the truck as they're driving. I, I'm a sucker for yeah. people singing in movies. He's got a dead body and his prisoner in the back of his <laughs> El Camino. And uh, he's just like singing a song like so passionately and like happily, like nothing's going on. Which it's, is, it's so nice because like you almost like I almost forgot. I didn't forget about Todd, but the the mannerisms and the way he acts and the way he talks is still like just as shocking seeing it in the movie as it is on the TV show. Because in the show, he's such a psychopath. Uh-huh. He's terrifying. And so you like six years later, you still feel that in this movie. Like mm-hmm. Jesse Plemons really does a good job bringing it back. Um, even if everyone's trying to fat shame him now. <laughs> yes, he is fatter now. He is fatter in this movie, but not that. I feel like he's not that much fatter. No, I think in what is in game night, he's pretty fat. No. And uh, he gets pretty fat in like his most recent movies, I guess. Yeah, he was in to, an episode of very skinny. Breaking Bad. He was in black. He was in black mirror. I don't oh, remember yeah. him being that fat in black mirror, but. Yeah, 
I don't know. I think it's just because he's in, he's fat in comparison to because I think he was pretty. I think he was pretty skinny in the Breaking Bad show. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think he's just gotten fatter. So people are like, he's fat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, everyone. I mean, Walter White was here. We got yeah. to see him. See he came him. back. He's got a big noggin for his big brain. Uh-huh. Did you notice that? I actually didn't notice that no, the first what? time I watched. He has a bald cap on. If oh. you if you really look, like yeah, his head is like weird it's he's got like a mega mind head if you really look closely but when i was watching i like didn't notice notice it either yeah it was only after i went on reddit and i like started looking at still images i was Uh, like oh reddit ruins everything (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was cool i didn't expect that so i was really happy when i was like oh new new content with with, uh brian cranston i figured it would have to happen i don't think you can do a breaking bad movie without walter white like He's such a staple of the universe. Yeah. You know, honestly, they found like the perfect places in the series because mm-hmm. that flashback was like I it was think season the, one or two. Yeah, it was in the middle of episodes in season two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just found like perfect spots. They were like, oh, we could do a quick flashback of this. Or, yeah, we can expand on their yeah. relationship with ever actually like changing it at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you get it's like a it's an old school because it, it makes you nostalgic, right? For those early seasons where Jesse's such a th- like a punk and Walter's still trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. with himself. <laughs> he doesn't think Jesse graduated because Walter's kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a great scene mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then the end's awesome, too. Yeah. Um, when he finally, get, finally gets, finally to, gets Alaska. to Alaska. Yeah. He made it. He made it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but it it made me remember just how much I love Breaking Bad too, which yeah. was great. It's it's definitely like they did it right. Um I think the weirdest and maybe weakest part for me was the Kirby uh welding people. Only in that the end with the shootout I felt was kind of a weird setup. Yeah. It felt a little bit forced to me. It didn't feel like something that would happen in Breaking Bad. Okay. Where Jesse comes in and he's like, I just want the money. Like, please, it's $1,800. Like, it's nothing. And, like, it's just weird to me that someone would be like, okay, this guy's asking me for this small amount of money and I don't like him. So I'm going to challenge him to To a a (laughs) Western-style shootout in my weird, like, welding facility. (laughs) And the thing is, it helped because... Jesse, I knew there. it's Vince Gillian, right? So it's not going to be the thing you think it is. Mm-hmm. No one solves a problem in Breaking Bad the direct way. There has to be some little twist. Yeah. And so him having the tiny gun in his pocket, I thought worked. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I think that was the one thing where I was like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a real thing that would happen. Like, yeah. If you want to kill him, you can kill him. I guess maybe because he was high on coke or something, he was like, yeah, he was like on coke and Western shootout. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it did. They're in New Mexico, all right. Yeah, I guess they are in the old west. I mean, yeah, Breaking Bad definitely had like its Western influences, but for something so on the nose like that. Yeah. But again, that's like, who cares? You know, it was it was smart the way he got out of it, and it. You know, Jesse had to kill someone by the end. Like he had to have his final kill before he could yeah. get out of it. Oh yeah, um, forever. Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, just really enjoy. I enjoyed the heck out of this. Uh, I gave it a three and a half at first, and I have th- been meaning to move it to a four, and I am going to move it to a four. Yeah, it's. I think it's still probably a three and a half for me, just because like it's more. It's good, but it's 
doesn't bring anything to the table that like blew my mind or really justified existing because ultimately yes. if it didn't exist i would still feel the same about breaking bad and that's the positive yeah uh, that's a positive that for is me. <laughs> yeah it's it's a positive and yeah. a negative because yeah. at the one on the one hand it keeps breaking bad as at the same level of quality but on the other hand it's like you want well then why did we have this at all yeah yeah it's it's that extra dessert it's like it's my letterboxd review is like you get something you didn't know you wanted but you didn't need it yeah makes sense yeah uh yeah we're on to parasite i guess parasite time parasite uh we should probably talk a little bit about what parasite is because i feel like not this, too many people yeah though. and it's also only out in la and new york oh really mm-hmm. okay so yeah <laughs> um i'm curious if this movie will get a wide release i feel like it won't probably um, this is going to be a movie i think a lot of people eventually watch on netflix or hulu or something yeah um i feel like it will there was so what was the korean burning was the big korean movie last year mm-hmm. it did come to detroit eventually and i watched it in december it came out in november in la okay. it came out in december in detroit and i think this one is bigger than burning yeah i would so say so i, I would say this is going to be uh countrywide by definitely mm-hmm. by the end of 2019 um so yeah we'll we'll have to see it's it's tough to get people to go see a movie that's not in english unfortunately yeah i think that's the biggest mm-hmm. the biggest issue with foreign movies here in, Amer- in america people don't want to read yeah um but yeah so first impressions uh it's good perfect film for me for john it's a perfect film for me it was a good movie um and we won't, I guess, I don't know if I can talk about why I thought it was good without spoiling anything. This might be the episode where we just have to say spoilers right away yeah. because I don't, this is one where I don't want people to know anything going in almost. I think you can know a little bit. I watched like half the trailer for this movie before seeing it and it didn't really change anything for me. I didn't see anything and it changed a lot. Uh, well, you <laughs> wouldn't know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think... Yeah, general impressions, it's good, it's funnier than I thought it would be, it's majority a comedy, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, and BB, BB legit thought this was going to be a horror film. I was fairly convinced, and that's part of the fault of the trailer, because the trailer is cut to be very intense and look like a thriller. And, and it's, it's called Parasite. And it's called Parasite. <laughs> so, you know, if you're on the fence about that, like, it's a comedy. I would say it's a comedy, uh, and there's some violence in it. Uh, but we won't get too deep into that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good. Like it's just it's after I saw it, I didn't even know what I was going to say about it on this show. I still don't even know like where I'm going to go with it because it, I was just so I almost just want to like I almost just want to talk. I just want to like go through the movie again and relive it almost. Yeah, it's it's almost indescribable. I would say this movie is borderline indescribable. And you should watch it because it's it's worth watching. I think some of the best reviews like literally say like this movie creates a genre of its own. Yeah, I think I read that same review. It is yeah. genre defying or in a sense genre defining because yeah. there is really nothing else like it that I've seen. Oh, yeah. It's like you can't compare it to anything. I think it's it can be compared to Bong Joon-ho's previous works because it has some of the flavor of it. And mm-hmm. obviously was written by him and he wrote all those ones too. Yeah. So the comedy is pretty similar, but that's, I mean, his other, like Okja is 
pretty. You can't describe the genre of Okja that well, yeah. if you ask me. But Snowpiercer is pretty easy to describe. Yeah. So. Well, Snowpiercer is based off of a comic book, isn't it? I th- yeah, it's based off something. I think it's based off of like a French comic book from what I remember. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of other movies of his that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. But I'm assuming Memories of Murder is just like a... A murder movie? Yeah. Basically. Um, but yeah, I, I would compare... I guess I would compare it to Okja a little bit because Okja was funny mm-hmm. and this was also funny, but this, I don't know. This was way better than Okja. Yeah. Um, have you seen Okja? I have not. That um, was a Netflix movie. It's wasn't on it? Netflix. So, yeah. uh, it is a good movie. You st- still should see it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. I'll definitely so. have to check it out. I'm definitely more interested in this director now after having oh, seen, yeah. he's a great director. Parasite. Um, should we just jump into spoilers? Let's then? go to spoiler town. Okay. Spoiler town. Pause the dang podcast. Watch Parasite unless you live in a part of the world where it's and not then out. Wait. In which case, <laughs> pause it right now and you wait until you see this movie. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I, if you haven't, you should see this movie. I don't care if you're, if you only watch freaking Fast and Furious movies, watch this movie. Or you could just watch Fast and Furious. Yeah, sure. Just go watch Fast and Furious. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, Spoilers. Here we go. Spoiler town. Uh, Do you want to just like go through the plot? Honestly, I would love to. Okay. So (laughs) movie starts. Very poor Korean family. Yes. Living in a basement. Trying to get phone signal. um, Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah, Wi-Fi signal from their upstairs neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. The upstairs neighbor like changed their Wi-Fi password. (laughs) So now they have to like use the coffee shop Wi-Fi. Yes um like they're very very poor the mother is like did it did you think she was an olympian or maybe just she was like a hammer throw athlete or something like that i didn't catch anything about the mom uh she she was definitely she had a medal on the wall right there was a picture of her doing the hammer toss and there was a medal on the wall but i couldn't tell if it was an olympic one or not but you don't make cash from that it's true well i think that's (laughs) sort of like part of the whole movie like hey folks uh, here's the thing. This is probably should have been in the non-spoiler section, but like, if you want a movie that's about classism and like the decline and disparity between the lower and upper class, don't watch Joker. Just go see Parasite. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this um, this movie does it so much better than Joker, yeah. and it actually like has something to say. That is, yeah, it's crazy that immediately. I wish we talked to my roommate about that who uh, uh, likes Joker. Joker. Yeah. Um, because he really likes Parasite as well. Yeah. But um they yeah, I told it it does class it it does class so much better than Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so much better. Joker's just like dancing around it. And this is just <laughs> literally. Like, yeah. This um, is just like Yeah. No, this movie is about class. They're very poor. Uh the son's friend uh comes I guess he was at college or something or he's going to college. He's clearly like more well off. He's better dressed. He gives them this uh, rock, this like landscape yeah, rock, I think yeah. they call it. And he's like, hey, uh, y'all need jobs. Uh, and I was the tutor for this rich girl. I think you should be the English tutor for this rich girl. Uh, and that's like going to be good money because like the rich, rich mom. There's yeah, the they're super rich. The mom's not very smart. So she won't know that you're not a college student. Uh, just like go and make some money by tutoring this girl in English. And uh, from here, we sort of get the setup of like who the parasite is. Well, not (laughs) truly who it is yet, but the, the, basically the premise is 
they're going to leech off of this rich family um, to make money because that's all they can do. Like they they have a job folding pizza boxes, <laughs> which like pays them nothing, and their boss hates yeah, them. Yeah, apparently they do it poorly. Yeah, they do a bad job at folding <laughs> yeah. the pizza boxes, and they're like watching a YouTube video of someone like speed folding the pizza like, box. They're doing it that fast, <laughs> yeah, and they're all trying to do it. Oh, and it's so good. They have all the stink bugs and they're like fumigating the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, like, no, we got to get rid of it. Just leave the window open. <laughs> it's free fumigation. <laughs> they're all just like retching. Yeah. And Coughing. It's, it's like an episode of Always Sunny where they have to go into the building while it's being bomb bombed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same performance, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, one thing I really liked about the movie, and I this is probably not as subtle as I thought it w- was, but... I liked visually everything in the movie that was rich was elevated and high up and everything that was poor was low, like elevation. Oh, yeah. And in this movie is very much like you had to, based on, on the class, right? To so, get to the rich person's house, you took stairs. Yeah, they would take stairs. They would go up the hill mm-hmm. and then to, they literally live in a basement uh, in the beginning of the movie. And there's a really great shot. I guess it's more towards the end that we'll talk about where they're uh, going home and it's pouring rain and they have to go down this like really steep staircase. Oh, yeah. and it's like, this is them going back. They were up at the top, like in this mansion and now they have to go all the way back down yeah. to, to their, to their home. Not to mention they have, they have a guy in their basement. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Not that basement. I'm talking about the basement that they originally live in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's that's yeah, what yeah, we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, so, yeah. So, the son goes. He immediately, like, starts putting the moves on this oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's in... Here's one thing that I thought was messed up. They're college age, right? Yeah. Um, they must be, like, the age of, like, sophomores or juniors in, in college. And the girl they're tutoring is, like... They said the second year, like a 10th grade girl. Yeah. And his friend is like, when she comes to university, I'm asking her out. <laughs> and the main like boy character is literally like, nah, I'm cutting that shit like straight out. <laughs> he eventually says the same thing towards the middle of the movie, but he immediately like grabs her wrist and is like, your heart tells the truth and everything. <laughs> um, seduces her. Yeah, straight up seduces that girl basically to guarantee his position there, right? Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we meet the mom who's just great. I love her character. Yeah, the, the mom is like, as a person who grew up in uh, um, the suburbs of Detroit where there are many rich moms, mm-hmm. she is a rich mom. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, like 100%. perfectly fits the, the mode of a rich mom and just like... Basically, will believe, especially when the sister came in and was like being his, being the little son's like art teacher, art psychologist. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is totally some shit that like yeah. my friend's mom would believe back home. Like <laughs> you can totally like bullshit whatever. And yeah, I just love how like dramatic she was with everything when she's like, "Did your child have an incident in first grade?" And she's like, "Oh." oh she like screams yeah, she's like, oh. <laughs> and uh, I love every time she uses English um, oh so this is something I should bring up about my theater experience while we're here uh, the man sitting directly behind me in the Arclight movie theater while this movie was happening laughed throughout the entire oh, movie so and sad. like okay it's a comedy we all we all Therefore, laughed at I certain laughed. points yeah. 
But this guy is like the Joker in that there's that scene in the Joker where he's at the comedy club and he's laughing at like the wrong times. This was that guy. Okay. It was him and these his like elderly friends. These people must have been like their 50s or something. And they were all laughing at these weird time. But this one guy was worse than the others. He had like a Joker style laugh. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, that's funny. But like... No one audibly it's, laughed except for that one guy. Yeah, that's a laugh out loud fun. And so it's clever, I guess. The whole movie uh, until you get until we get to the turn where there's just less funny stuff happening. He was just laughing the whole time, and I was like, "Please stop!" Yeah, please. Like I, this is awful. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear your stupid laugh through this that whole sucks. fucking movie. That sucks. Yeah. Uh yeah, my movie going experience was fine. Everyone was laughing at normal times. Yeah, sorry, baby. So that was that was just that one dude where I was like, I thought I was gonna die watching Joker, but I think it's really Parasite. <laughs> Parasite, I felt more fear. Yeah, because of this Joker. The type Joker was man. there. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix was there. Uh, I should have looked back. I never That's looked him. at the guy. <laughs> it could have been Joaquin Phoenix. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. You like Joker? No, not really. No, I. Didn't like it that yeah, much. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I did pretty well in it, though. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I should mention, by the way, like once, once, once everything just started going, once he was there at the rich person's house, mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat, like from here on yeah. out. Like I was just like smile on my face almost the rest of the movie mm-hmm. like just so giddy like oh my god this is what's gonna happen what are they yeah. doing this when is, is this gonna go wrong yeah exactly i was waiting for the turn because i think that's part of the reason people say not to watch the trailers because the trailers here's here's it's a two-sided coin it's a double-edged sword as they say yeah on the one hand the trailer prepares you for the fact that there are going to be intense and even violent scenes in this movie which is good because you don't want to be told it's a comedy and then get the ending that Parasite gives you. (laughs) Uh, But on the other hand, not knowing anything about the movie at all means you can watch it as a comedy and then when the turn comes, it's that much more effective. Oh, yeah. So that's that's what I'll say is like you're almost having a favor done if you're like me and you don't like being tense the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I liked it because I did not know it was going to be funny at all. Mm -hmm. So the first half I was very very pleasantly surprised at how much i was laughing and yeah. i was like oh this is a hilarious premise yeah um and i think that surprised me a ton because i expected it to be more like the second half yeah but basically from this point on the family gets together and they're like all right how do we suck as much money <laughs> out of this rich family as possible and the, all the ways they're devising like so the girl leaves her panties in the driver's car oh, yeah. so they have to fire the driver it's so good and i love the rich so people it's such a fucking rich person thing to do to be like we have to fire him but we have to pretend like we're firing from a reason that's not really the reason yeah, yeah. so they find the panties and they're like well we don't want to embarrass him and say like call him out for having sex in our car yeah so we just have to casually fire him and it works perfectly yeah, it works perfectly for, for the them. poor people yeah because yeah. <laughs> like you know the driver can't refute it mm-hmm. uh yeah they like Use the housekeeper's fucking peach allergy against her. I know. Which is so fucked up. That was the point, I think, where I was like, okay, these people kind of suck. They do. Like, like there are protagonists, but I was like, how far are you going to take this? Yeah, especially, I mean, especially right after she got fired and she was like walking home Mm -hmm. in the rain and I was just like, I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, this actually kind of sucks because we didn't see the driver get fired at all, really. Yeah, and the driver like, we 
we had some investment in the housekeeper to a certain because we get her backstory. She used to work for the previous house owners. Like she has a history in that house um, in more ways than one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she uh, you feel bad for her when she gets fired because like it's these. Oh, I guess at that point, the uh, dad is doing the driver's job. So they all they have to do yeah. is get rid of the housekeeper and then the yeah. mom can work there, too. Um, but you just feel bad. I don't know. You feel bad for her because it felt like this was all she had or something. Mm-hmm. And like, it was yeah. like straight up. And that's yeah. basically where it, you realize like the class stuff of like the, these. The, the like these people have literally no choice but to leech off of these rich people because they have the money. Yeah. And they can't find it anywhere else. And all the all the people in the lower class are all fighting each other. To yeah. Leech off of. And yeah, it's it's basically like only the rich benefit in this movie or at least for the first half. Um, <laughs> the end. And yeah, it's like, it sucks because you'd think, you'd think Joker style, like, <laughs> oh, the rich rise up. Oh, we're going <laughs> to put on clown masks and beat up cops and fight the rich. But like this movie has a much more nuanced take in that like, the the poor people are fighting each other like they're killing each other to like try and work for the rich people yep. who have all the money that they can't have. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, at one point, so we're at the point now where all the entire family is working for this yeah. rich family. The rich family doesn't know they're related at all. Thinks yeah. they're all separate people who mm-hmm. just like got recommended. They basically all got recommended by like a different person. At this yeah. Point. Well, no, they all get recommended by each other. Yeah. But they like go down the line, right? Yeah. The brother recommends the sister. The sister recommends, recommends the, the father. The father the, recommends yeah. the mother. And they do it in such a way that like, you know, they, they, as far as the rich family knows, they're all strangers to each other and they're not a family. Yeah. And they've all just hurt each other on like random recommendations. Oh, yeah. But there are hints that make you like, oh, and like the little yeah. kids, like, why do they smell the same? Well, smell becomes like a big part of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smell becomes a huge part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the, I mean, then it comes to the point where they, the family leaves. Um, to go camping for the little son's uh, birthday. Yeah. I, is there anything else that happens before that that's like really notable? I'm trying to think because uh, like that's like the halfway well, basically, point. Basically, yeah, that's the halfway point. But basically, that the first half is awesome, genius, great yeah. setup, like hilarious. Just it's just like every it's just a fun premise. Super right? smart. Like how do we how do we get our whole family involved yeah. in this thing? Like once you see what the brother does to get the sister in there. And I also just love how the sister immediately like tames that child. Oh yeah. Like, cause like clearly the parents aren't doing a great job of raising their children. And so these lower class people who like know what hardship is are able to just like immediately break through to those oh, yeah. kids. These, I mean, they're not, they're getting jobs, but they're also like pretty dang good at the jobs. That's what's funny to yeah. me is like, none of them really have any experience in the job that they get hired for, but they're all good at it. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the guys get like I didn't I was like wait is he gonna be a good driver like they yeah. when they were hiring him as a driver like like it seemed like the expectations were pretty high that he mm-hmm. was gonna be a good ass driver and yeah. he was a good ass driver yeah he even makes a comment like oh your cornering is yeah, so good exactly um I guess the only thing is the mom like towards the end of the movie didn't know how to cook a certain thing or but then she did it yeah like she yeah. just figured it out <laughs> oh yeah so that actually like is probably my main criticism of the movie. Um, which I felt was like, and I don't even know if, if it's a huge criticism, but they were, because they were all so good at their jobs, it was 
like I just feel like they could have gotten away with it somehow. Like it would have been so easy for them to get away with it. Yeah. If at any point in the movie, just one thing had happened differently, the whole ending wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I understand that's like part of the tragedy of the movie, but like literally if they just hadn't let the housekeeper in, they would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll get to that now. Yeah. But I guess it would, yeah, it would have been weird if they didn't let the housekeeper in. Maybe. I don't know. That's like the thing is suspicious. like, I don't think it would cause they I, seem pretty selfish at that point. Yeah. But it might've been sp- suspicious to the family, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because she would. I, I imagine if the housekeeper would have come back, she would have brought it up. Like, oh, she didn't let me in or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think because they were so good at their jobs, it felt a little bit unbelievable to me that everything could go so wrong. Uh, but again, I'm like already talking myself up about this movie. I, I might, mean, it was pretty believable after you find out why it came, why it went wrong. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this is where it becomes more fantasy than anything else. Yeah. Uh, because it's a rain. Yeah. They go out the family. The rich family goes out camping the park family, I think. And it's pouring rain, but the little son loves American Indians (laughs) for whatever reason, or native Americans. They call them Indians in the movie. Uh, cause they don't, I guess, know they don't actually know anything about their (laughs) culture, which is very like uh, obvious by the son's like room. Yeah. But yeah, they go out camping and it's pouring rain and the poor family is in the house and they're just living it up, oh, which yeah. is like getting drunk, genuinely the most relatable scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, this is like hit home to me because the, this is not like anything bad. Uh, my friend uh, dog sits for like a rich couple. And so last year they were out of town and he was dog sitting in their house in the hills. And he asked the rich couple like, Hey, can I have some friends over? We're going to do like a little holiday party. And the couple was like, yeah, if it's not too many people and like whatever. Dang. So we got for our like Christmas party last year, we just got to go to this house in the hills, like super nice house where he was dog sitting. That's awesome. Yeah. And we just like had a nice little party. It wasn't, uh, as drunk or as messy <laughs> and it definitely didn't end the same way but it was one of those scenes where i was like yeah i get this like the, these fucking rich people and we get for one night we get to be the rich yeah. people like we get to use their kitchen we get to oh but the whole time sit I was, in their living room the whole time i was like oh they're coming back oh yeah they're there, there's back. something coming back yeah. uh, i mean especially when they set up the rain you're like yeah yeah, there, there's no way this camping trip is going to end well. Yeah, so don't, I'm, what? Don't they even mention something about the rain earlier in the movie? I can't remember. It's been a little while since we've seen it, but... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there might have been something. I remember thinking during the movie, like, oh, the rain thing's coming back, but maybe that wasn't the rain. Is, the rain's pretty prevalent. Yeah. Um, But yeah, at this point, I'm just on edge mm-hmm. still. On, my, on the edge of my yeah. seat. Well, just they've, like they've had it too good for too long. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And this is where the turn comes because the old housekeeper shows back up and she uh, she's like, I got to get something. She's like, I left something in the basement. I like, <laughs> please just let me come in for just a minute and I'll, I'll be out of there. It just I just have to get my thing from the basement. And all the family's like, I don't know. <laughs> here's here's the thing. If I were in that family, I would have said, fuck, no, you're yeah. not coming back in here. Yeah. And obviously like i have the knowledge that like it's a movie and the movie has to have drama but if this were real life i would have been like nope sorry you don't work here anymore (laughs) it's not like i don't care yeah uh but yeah she goes down in the basement and she like doesn't come up for a few minutes and then this is where it happens like she's literally pinned herself (laughs) between the wall and the cabinet like trying to open this secret door that we didn't know was there and uh 
secret husband in the basement. <laughs> That's the twist. Big, big old twist. Big twist. We have a secret husband living in the, man in the bunker. Living in the basement. There's a bunker that the rich family doesn't even know about that's in their basement. And there's the old housekeeper's husband lives down there. And she would just feed him like food scraps while she worked there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this part happened and I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's- yeah. And so this, in my mind, is the real parasite. Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, the, the actual parasite. literal parasite living in the basement of the rich people, eating Feeding their, food. their food. Yeah. Yep. Like just, you know, using their secret underground bunker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you think the family was like offended? Like, oh, we thought we were screwing this family. <laughs> yeah, this no, just like fucking this guy lives living here and he can't leave because he like owes money to loan sharks. And yeah. if he shows back up in society, they'll like immediately kill him. Oh, yeah. So he just has to live down there the rest of his life. Yep. Um, but since the housekeeper's been fired, there's no one there to take care of him. And we get the most intense banana eating in all of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He fucking chomps that oh, banana. Yeah. He loves that banana. Oh, I well, mean, he's he, hungry. He yeah. hasn't eaten in like a week or yeah. so, so. I was surprised he wasn't dead. Oh, yeah. I guess he could have drank out of the toilet. Yeah. He did have a toilet. Yeah. Um, I thought he was getting water from somewhere. For she sure. gave I him he something just, to drink. Yeah. I thought he just like couldn't, wasn't eating. I thought yeah. he was drinking something. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Because you definitely can't drink. You can't survive without drinking water for like three days, yeah. basically. But you can survive without eating for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, um, which sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is when shit starts to go crazy because mm-hmm. like the whole the whole like end of the second act at this point is in this one night. Yeah. Um, and shit just goes off the wall because the family is eventually yeah coming back. Well, the, the deal is the uh, new family, the our main family, is like, hey, like we don't want anything to do with your basement husband. Yeah. Like I'm gonna call the cops. Like I like you're gonna ruin this whole thing for us. Um, oh yeah, it also sucked when they were like tailing the mom. Um, just to like see what the fuck was down yeah, there and yeah. then fucking just fell. Yeah. They <laughs> that's all just how like they slipped. like caught him. They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. and they like took a picture of him and like, Oh my God, look, they're a family. And yeah. like, he like called him dad on video yeah, and he's like, don't call me dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I don't want you to call me dad. Um, yeah. And so we basically end up in this stalemate of like, one poor family where the husband lives in the basement like we want to leech off of these people versus the other poor family are like no we want to leech off of these people and you know only one of them can i want to be the parasite yeah no i want to be the parasite (laughs) um and so yeah the housekeeper takes a picture of the whole family and being like i'm gonna expose you guys well here's actually another thing that is weird to me say like the housekeeper does expose that all of them are actually related does that like would you fire like all of those people because of that because like again they are very good at their jobs it would more likely be because they lied to me than yeah being related but even then like they're poor i don't know yeah it's hard it's hard to say because like the position the park people seem like decent people even if they are like super rich and, and they're like good at their jobs, they're too. not well adjusted, but yeah, like they're excellent at their jobs. Yeah. It's not just that they're competent. It's like they're doing super yeah, well. The girl <laughs> has like wrangled this toddler who has been off the wall the whole movie. The dad's arguably a better driver than their last driver. The mom's great at housekeeping. The son is fucking smooching the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so the daughter wouldn't want him well, fired. Maybe. I mean, 
this is of course this this is where it comes in mm-hmm. to where it is a movie that is coming out from Korea, obviously. So yeah. maybe it, it I would I based off my knowledge of Asia, it's yeah definitely more dishonorable to lie. Yeah, so like a, a cultural thing, it yeah. might be more of a big deal. All right, like, I can buy into that. Yeah. I mean, either way, the the movie doesn't care because uh we have this scene where they're like i'm gonna hit the send button and expose all of you so they all become a prisoner and instead of being held at gunpoint they're being held at like (laughs) phone phone point point. i'll Uh, press send yeah which leads into i think my favorite part of the movie um where the families i guess we don't know the families coming back yet uh but they get into a fight. They manage to wrestle the phone away from the one woman. I love because she's like looking at the phone, like taking a video yeah. of them. And then she brings the phone down and immediately they all yeah. charge her. <laughs> charge her you get this her. great shot from the backyard through the big windows of all of them like on top of each yeah. other struggling for the phone. Um, and then the sister gets the peach, gets some peach. Right. Yeah. She just dumps her. all the peaches yep, on her. Yep. I'm like, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> so she's like immediately having allergic reaction. Uh, and Dang, he, that sucked to be just allergic to peach fuzz. Yeah, whatever. like just the littlest bit too. Yeah, but yeah. So they manage to get the phone away. They delete the video. They save their skin for now, and they tie up uh, wife and husband uh, in the base in the bunker yeah. because the family's coming home. It's raining too much, and they can't <laughs> be camping in the rain. Yep. So they got to come home and they have to make a dish that they've never heard of. This is like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the classic cleanup scene. And like, yeah, there's one in like Drake and Josh. No, it is 100 like, percent like a sitcom moment. <laughs> yeah. This movie like turns that ridiculous sitcom plot into like one of the most tense like escape oh, yeah. scenes in any movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they have to get home in eight minutes. And like also only the mother is supposed to be there because she's mm-hmm. the housekeeper. All the other people like have to hide. Yeah. So. And this one feels more like in the sitcoms, like they always safely clean things up. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it was like, oh, shit, they're home in the yeah. middle of cleaning. And it was like, like you have to sweep all the crumbs and broken yeah. glass under the table. The sister had to immediately like dive under the table and mm-hmm. like the um, son's under the, the girl's bed and oh, the yeah. upstairs, yep. which sets up which sets up even more tomfoolery eventually, mm-hmm. which is why it's great. So that they wacky came and wild. Yeah. And then what's crazy is that right before this whole like hiding escape thing, you get like some really visceral violence when the mother kicks the old housekeeper down the stairs. Yeah. But that was like in the middle. So they all were, well, they were all cleaning and then Mm -hmm. they came home and she like, they were legit in the home. Yeah. And she's up the, the, former housekeepers like up yeah. on the stairs and the wife just fucking boots her yeah and she falls the all the way down into the bunker and like slams her head everyone in my theater was like oh yeah. like after that it was like a big ass like, thump yeah just i gasped like, it was like really was visceral like, she's dead and it's <laughs> such like a insane contrast between what's like actually happening and this one bit of crazy violence which again is like it's a comedy movie and yeah. oh no now like this is happening uh-huh uh but so, yeah yeah the father's like in the basement during all this like she has mm-hmm. to deal with the, with the wife who yeah. wants the food who wanted the food and just came back from camping the husband's like in the base or the driver husband's in the basement like trying mm-hmm. to wrangle up these people and make sure they yeah they're not going to escape or say anything yeah. uh and then this is where we find out that the uh the lights upstairs are controlled by the uh like buttons in the bunker which I guess the family the family assumes it's a sensor, but it's not. 
Yeah. Is that what you got? Like this, every time they come home, the dude presses the buttons as they come up the yeah. stairs. And the family's like, yeah. So he presses the buttons and it makes a flicker and the family's just like, oh, the sensor's out of whack. Yeah. And I feel like that's another classism thing of like, yeah. this dude's doing the job of a sensor. Uh-huh. And he, you know, he says like, Mr. Park, much respect. Oh like, yeah. He's like legit. Just like, yeah. I love Mr. Park. Like he's been feeding me. Yeah. He but loves like, that dude. Cause he's the parasite. Yep. Like he gets to leech off of their wealth and their food and, so in return, he turns on the lights for them. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also doing Morse code to with the lights yeah. to the little kid. Yeah. Well, he does that in the emergency. I don't think he's done that beforehand. No, he has before. Oh, did he? Yep. He, that's He's just been oh, doing that right. all the time. He and does that as like a message. It's like a thank you message, yeah, right? He's been thanking, mm-hmm. thanking them. Uh, well, the kid's the only one that knows Morse code because yeah. he's a Boy Scout. Yes, a Boy Scout, which I didn't know they had in Korea. Me neither. But apparently they have Cub Scouts and all that kind of stuff. Korea has a lot of things from America. They like movies too. Yeah. And... Yeah, they're just and so therefore yeah. they must also have Boy Scouts. Yes, exactly. The, Movies, uh, Boy Scouts, hand in hand. Yeah, which is weird because aren't the Boy Scouts like partially owned by the Mormon Church or something like I that? No, I know I, nothing about Boy Scouts. Okay, yeah, I was a Cub Scout, uh, and then I got to Wolf Scouts, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, so I just stopped going. <laughs> yeah, I was never any yeah. scout of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we get into our intense uh, escape the house sequence, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is oh, uh, another so always sunny uh, parallel. Have you seen the episode where they have to escape the rich people's house because they want the vase? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> that's basically this movie. They're all hiding in closets and like under yeah. tables. And, uh, but the difference is at the end of that always sunny episode, the family straight up just sees them. Yeah. <laughs> whereas in this one they make a clean getaway but yeah. it's well eventually by the end of the i don't remember how they got there they all get they, under the table they're all at the table at the mm-hmm. at the end of the night when they're like and it sucks because you're just because um they're, they're so close they're all under the table and then the the kid decides like no i still want to camp and like goes out in the backyard and sets up a tent yeah and like the parents are like well maybe we should just sleep in the living room yeah by we'll just keep table, an eye on him you know and you're just like, oh, God. And they all have to, like, be super silent. Yeah, they're so still. And, like, it's something you can feel. Like, yeah. even having just, like, played hide-and-seek as a kid, like, you get that intensity of, like, oh, fuck. Someone's yeah. right there oh, and I can't God. do anything. Yep. Um, and, of which, course, they decide to, like, have sex, which oh, yeah. I expected to happen. I, I was going like... to say, which leads into the uh, probably the most awkward sex scene yep. I've ever seen. Yep. They don't have sex, necessarily. They give each other hand jobs. Oh, yes, my bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but nothing wrong with that. No, well, it was good. Handy J yeah, just a good HJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the movie gave some great sex advice. Apparently at least rich Korean women like their nipples rubbed clockwise <laughs> specifically, yep, which was yep. really bizarre. Um, at one point the dad also said like, get the, get the panties. Oh yeah. <laughs> that the driver, they thought the driver yeah. like had sex with. Yeah. Um, or like you want like they were yeah. like me- mocking the driver's like sexual situation yeah they were like oh you want to be you want to do drugs yeah because they thought that the driver was doing drugs mm-hmm. and having sex in the car <laughs> uh, and so this is where we get into like one of the more important bits is like right before the sex scene which is where they talk about how the poor people smell yep and they're like i can't describe it it's just like poor people smell different yeah and uh the driver specifically smells uh 
like that and yeah. he's un- literally under the table listening to this and he like smells his own shirt yeah. being like what is that Did really <laughs> and they get to the point where they're even trying to like should we use different soaps like should we all do separate loads of laundry because they're trying to like smell different oh, yeah, to these yeah, people yeah uh, but yeah, eventually everyone falls asleep and they're able to make their clean getaway out of the house and they all have to run barefoot back to their apartment, which is being flooded because yep. of the rain. Yep. And this is another like great moment of, you know, the rich people are asleep in their comfortable mansion and their kids like their kid wants to be in the rain. Yeah. Like he wants to be outside yeah. like in the downpour. And then this family has to go face the real consequences of like, Oh, our whole life is now completely flooded and filling with sewage because the toilet's backed up and mm-hmm. like the sewers are opening up and yeah. running into the street. Disgusting. Just it's and it's such awful. Sad, yeah. yeah I honestly thought this was gonna be the end of the movie. I thought this is what people were talking about. Uh, and I also thought that like maybe the husband in the basement was gonna drown because like maybe their basement would flood. Uh, but nope. Nope. There is a entire third act oh, here yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Um because there's a they they decide to have a birthday party for the kid. I yeah. mean, the falling out of that is, I mean, the, their place is just ruined, and they have to go sleep in um, a homeless shelter. Yep, in a shelter. Uh, except the mom, who luckily yeah gets to stay gets in the mansion because she's mansion. the housekeeper. Yep, because she was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's this. I mean, the big event is the party, the the son's party. Yeah, the son's party is. You know, and they they mentioned that of like, oh, rich people can just decide to have a party one day. Mm-hmm. Like they can just say like, oh, we're going to have a big fancy party and all of our friends are going to come. And oh, it's yeah, because like, it's no a big, deal. big rich mansion. I'm yeah. going to if I have rich friends, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll go to a party. I don't care. When. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I, see that. going back to the scene where they're all like at their highest point, having their little get together in the mansion while the family's camping. I liked the part where the mother was like. If I were this rich, I'd be nice too. Like <laughs> yep. these people are so nice because they don't have to worry about anything. Like they don't have to think about anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she like swats the dog away from their table, yep. which was funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so we we get to the big party, uh-huh. and uh, a party it is. I mean, everyone is. So at this point, everyone in the protagonist family were they all get invited to, for like different reasons, of course, uh, separately, yeah. and then. They're all, most of them are pretty traumatized from last night. Yeah, they're like, we barely made it out. And also there's still a family in the basement that we have tied up. And one of them has uh, sustained horrible head trauma. Yeah, I mean, especially the son is, I think, feels pretty awful about it because he's the first one to like actually try to go down there. Well, no, I think, I think the son feels like, the least awful about it i think the mother and daughter so the mother and daughter have a conversation where they're like oh we should go down there and just try to reason with them like they're they're good people i think like we're in similar situations let's try and talk to them and try and figure this out and she gives her like the meatballs to bring down to them to give them food but before they can do that the son has the conversation with the rich daughter and he's like do i belong here and she's like i think so you're here aren't you and I think that was where it clicked in his head. Like, there can only be one. I need to keep this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all true, we have. True. So he goes down to kill them. He brings his big rock and he's going to bash their head in. And uh, that's not what happens. Yeah. <laughs> not what happens. The opposite well, happens. He doesn't have to bash the housekeeper's head in because she's already dead. Mm-hmm. She suffers a major concussion and dies. Uh, but the husband who's in the basement, the you know lone shark husband, He's basically like watched his life wife die. He's chained up and he's gone insane. Oh yeah, effectively. 
Um, and I couldn't really tell if he was insane from the get go or if he had snapped because of the night before. It it wasn't like super clear to me. He seemed pretty insane from the beginning, honestly. Yeah. And then I I think this made him snap even more because yeah. his wife just died next to him. That's what made them seem like less sympathetic. I feel like I should have been sympathetic to all the poor people, uh, but because the house one of them was just fucking yeah. was. I He's mean, a psychopath, and it was his fault that he was poor. He just like got he, off, he gave got money off. to yeah. it. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily his fault. He just did the wrong thing. Yeah, like he was in a tough situation. Instead of like going to a loan shark, he should have done like anything yeah, else. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the other people were definitely more like you wanted. You wanted the family to win, not this the crazy dude in the basement. Who? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. But he, crazy he is, and crazy he goes because he. Like, tries to chain up the sun, which doesn't quite work, but it works well enough. <laughs> and again, in another bit of, like, really horrible, visceral violence, he just bashes yeah. his head with the rock. Oh, yeah. And, like, the first strike you don't see, but the second one <sighs> he does twice. And it's so, like, just awful to hear yeah. and look at. Uh, yeah, but he now he's, he's out for blood. He, he doesn't give a shit. He wants to kill that family. Yep, he... He uh, goes upstairs. He finds a good old knife in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. A nice big knife, like yep. all rich people have. Those, those. Yeah, the, the nice knife, knife rack. Nice yeah. rack. Nice rack. You just yeah. pull out the biggest one. Love a nice rack. Love a nice rack of knives. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is like during. So this is he's got the knife, and this is during like a big scene where everyone's like about yeah, to sing happy it's, birthday. It's going to converge, right? Yep. The father has to jump out and pretend to be an Indian to please the son, which he's mm-hmm. not happy about. The daughter has to be the one to walk out with the cake. The mother made the cake, so yeah. everyone's sort of involved, uh-huh. except for the son who had his head bashed in. <laughs> was in the basement, yeah. head bashed in, and the daughter of the rich family who was like, "Where are you?" Yeah, who is <laughs> upstairs in her room, like not wanting to participate. Yeah, and then the the guy with the knife walks by, and then she comes down the stairs right after, and is like, mm-hmm. "Where's my Where's my boyfriend?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then shit goes down. Oh my god, <laughs> does it ever? Yep. So he straight up stabs the daughter, right? That's the first one. Yeah. So first thing that happens, just goes up to the daughter, stabs her. Stabs her right in the chest. Yep. Uh, More in the shoulder area. But Uh yeah, big stab. And then everyone's freaking out, Uh uh, as you would if If someone got stabbed. If a psycho murderer (laughs) just showed up at your kid's birthday party. So, yeah, the daughter's dying and the oh, yeah, the little boy had set up that he has seizures. If he gets afraid, he has seizures. Mm -hmm. And he saw a ghost, which was actually Psycho Man. Yeah. Like a few years ago. So the son starts having a seizure because the Psycho Man is on a murder spree. And I think it's the the mother, the housekeeper mother, right, who ultimately kills the Psycho Man with a sword with sausages on it. Uh (laughs) Which is Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean the big scene is like him, like the dad, driver dad, mm-hmm. is like his daughter just got stabbed mm-hmm. by this crazy man, and she's he's trying to tend to her, but the son is uh, the little kid he's is having, having a seizure. seizure, so the dad, that dad, of course, is like, "You're my driver, like you, let's get this kid to the hospital." Yeah, like right I mean, away. We have to go. They set up earlier in the movie that 
15 minutes is all you have. If you can't get the kid to the hospital in 15 minutes, then he's going to die. Yeah. So they have to leave right now. They have to get in the car and get to the hospital to save the seizure kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the daughter's bleeding to death mm-hmm. in the yard. Um, and here's the thing. I don't fault like the rich guy for being like, we have to yeah. save my oh, son yeah, in 15 don't. minutes. But ultimately what really gets poor dad <laughs> is, uh, the dead psycho man is laying in the yard and the car keys are underneath his body. So the rich guy has to move the body and pick up the car keys and he pinches his nose because he can't stand the smell of this poor psycho man. And so the, the dad just snaps and just stabs the dude. Yep. And this must be the most deadly knife on earth (laughs) because everyone else lives except for the people who are stabbed with that knife. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It was a big ass knife and a knife rack, BB. What do you? I guess. Like, it it was weird to me because the places that they were stabbed didn't scream deadly to me, but both both of them didn't make it out. The daughter died, and the rich man, Mister Park, died. Mm -hmm. Um, And must have got must have hit something. Must have nicked something in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so. I'd say the daughter was probably closer to her heart. Yeah, she was also bleeding for a lot longer. Yeah, um, and they like couldn't do it. They were trying to like hold back the blood, but there was just too much. I, and I imagine whenever they called the, whenever they tried to get help, they would try to get help for the dad, rich dad first. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. then, then the, the daughter. daughter. So, so yeah, uh, that's that's the end of that party. <laughs> Not a great birthday party. No. Um, and then the, the sort of wrap up after that's the climax. Mm-hmm. And then you got, of course, the falling action after. Yep. Um, which is just the son, uh, the son, uh, tutor son. Tutor son and housekeeper mom are caught and charged with fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just given probation. They don't go to jail or anything. Yeah. Uh, because because I, I was thinking about it, like only the father did a murder. Uh, yeah. th- they were just there and they were, you know, just pre- lied pretending to be, that was the other thing is like, did they really do anything illegal? Like, yeah. I guess uh, I, yeah. they faked documents, I guess yeah. is the closest thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like a crazy major crime. They didn't go to jail. I really felt bad for that daughter. Like, yeah, cause again, she, she was like, great at her job. She was clearly yeah. ve- very talented. Like yeah. all she needed was to like go to an art school and she probably would have been okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she straight up dies. And I, guess it's like it must be a korean thing because they go to this like place with just a million urns yeah i don't know if that's like Uh, a poor people thing or um yeah that's i've seen what was i thinking of the farewell has a very similar like graveyard type place okay yeah um i guess that is a graveyard it's just ashes instead of bodies yeah so yeah so yeah it's just like an ash graveyard Mm -hmm. i guess um maybe Maybe that's more common over there than burying bodies. Yeah, that's what I figured. But uh, yeah, they it ends with this. I like saw coming. I I don't know if it was supposed to be predictable or not. But they do the news report. The guy who murdered Mister Park. We can't find him anywhere. He, like he shouldn't have been able to get that far on foot, but he vanished. Mm. And of course, the He's father. The basement. He went to the basement and. Now he now the parasite. He's doing the Morse code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing. Nothing really came of the Morse code that the crazy man did. Uh, no, because the kid. I mean, I don't think they're gonna believe what the kid. I, I yeah. Di- he also, I didn't say anything. That, that was, was the like, thing. Is like, I thought they were gonna go somewhere because he types out the message that says like "help me" and the kid writes "help me" in his little yeah. journal. And then the scene in the morning where they get the kid out of the tent. 
I mean, it was um, just like, too, I don't know. I guess it was too quick for yeah. him to like The notebook respond. was very clearly in the shot, like very obviously placed in the shot. So I expected yeah. someone to pick it up and be like, why is he writing Morse code for help me? Like that's, yeah. but no, it's just completely ignored. Yeah. Um, but I guess it helps set up what happens at the very, very end. Some more Morse code stuff. Yeah. This time with the other, yeah. this time with the dad to his other son. Yeah, driver who, dad every night punches in this insanely yeah, long oh, letter yeah, to his so son. Long. Like he must have been watching that for hours. Oh boy. Every letter, like it was a long letter that yeah. he wrote to this guy. Yeah. But he de- he decrypted it all and uh he's basically like, Yeah, I escaped to the bunker because no one knows it even exists. And some rich family moved in, like some German rich family, yeah. and now I just sneak up in the middle of the night and I eat their food. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's me. I'm the parasite. I'm the parasite. Yeah. And then the son has this nice little dream type sequence where he's like, one day I'll, yeah. I'll become rich and I'll buy that house. And I thought that was an interesting conclusion. It was a little bit strange to me because this is what I wasn't sure what I was trying to say. He's like, I'm going to work hard. I'm just going to become rich. And one day I'm just going to buy that house and you can just come out of the basement Yeah, because it'll be my house and you won't be a parasite anymore. Um, I think I took it as just a dream because immediately I was like, yeah. oh, is this actually happening? And then it was like, yeah. no, it's not. It cuts back yeah. and it's just him like imagining it. I guess you could interpret it as like that might be the future, yeah. but we don't know for sure. Um, it's just the question of like, how do we break this cycle, right? Yeah. How do we get out of this parasite situation? Yeah. And I don't know if the movie ever presents any real way out. No, they don't. I guess that's it's not necessarily... It's just, this yeah. is a society, just like Joker. Yes, it's not necessarily <laughs> trying to give us answers, but it does point out a very prevalent real problem yeah. in a very fantastical way. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a little bit disappointing. I, I wanted like some sort of hope right at the end of the movie, and we get it a little bit, but, you know, even if the son just like got a letter from like a college, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I like I liked I liked the hope we got a yeah. lot. Um, and I like that it wasn't really I like that it was just like him hoping mm-hmm. kind of like that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like all he can do. That's yeah. his own. The only way to fix that. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they do make a point in the movie of like the best plan is no plan which yeah, I thought was yeah. interesting, which is weird because he ends the movie making a plan. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to believe the dad on that or if we were supposed to like... The best plan is no plan. Yeah. Is the message is that the message of the movie or are we supposed to reject that, I guess, is my uh, question. Whenever they had a plan, I think things went way better for them when there was no plan. Yeah, when they had to scramble, like when they weren't prepared, right? When Because the, the whole first and like first half of the second act, they have a very strict plan that mm-hmm. they're following so that they can that they can get into this family and it works out yeah. super well. And then it's when like things don't go. But as the dad also makes sense yeah. because it's like, oh, well. When you have we a plan. We didn't like predict this would happen in the plan. That's why plans suck. Yeah. Like we didn't predict there would be some dude in the basement. If you have no plan, then nothing can go wrong. Yeah. But with a plan, the uh there's you know, things cannot go according to plan, and then you have a man in the basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's that was I'm still sort of grappling with that. That was sort of my main thing walking out of the theater when I didn't know what to think about the movie, because I was like I just don't know what it wanted me to feel. I don't know what it wanted me to think in regards to like that theme. Okay. Um, and I, it's a great movie is the thing. Like mm-hmm. these are, these are smaller parts of a great movie and it's a movie that makes me want to think about it, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, 
one of my things where I'm just like, what exactly, like, are you trying to tell me, Bong? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> bong. What's, what's your message to me, Bong? Come on, Bong. How do we break the cycle of poverty? Because clearly you understand it. Yeah. I want to believe that there's a way to get out of it. And yeah. clearly the sun does, too. Mm-hmm. And man... Why why do you got to make a movie about the real world? Make a clown movie, Bong. <laughs> Bong, come on. It, it's so or much super villain. Listen, I don't understand your metaphors. <laughs> oh, they also say metaphorical a lot in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, your metaphors, your your high concepts. Show me angry poor people and disaffected rich people. I want people wearing clown masks. The world is black and white and clowns and tuxedos and that's it. I want people wearing clown masks. I want a midget. I want a oh, joke there about was a midget. a midget in that movie. Yeah. yeah, well, we call them little people now. Oh, sorry. I'm, I, listen, I have a, I, I'm, I'm experienced with being someone. canceled, so I don't want you to be canceled. I'm mocking. I, that was a parody of somebody else. Okay. Okay. I swear. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> I I love this movie so much. I just re. Even going through that, going through this podcast, I mm-hmm. just like I was like, God, that movie's yeah. Good. Now that we've had, our, I had a feeling this would happen, but now that we've had our <laughs> discussion, I'm gonna bump it up to four and a half. I think nice. it, it was out of four. I think it's four and a half. I I think the movie was a little bit overhyped for me going in. Um, it was very overhyped for me as well. Yeah, but I it still lived up to the hype for me. Like I. Because I think it's just because I had no clue what was going to happen, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Like, I knew it was going to be a, go- a really good movie because everyone's giving it five stars. Yeah. But I didn't know why. Yeah. So I think that's why it still lived up the hype for me. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. I think it's one of the best of the year. I can't say it's the best of the year until I've seen everything. Yeah, uh, same here. You know, Gemini Man's still out there. <laughs> My golden goose. Gemini Man's the one film we still have to see yeah. that could possibly... Be. Well, have you heard about this? That apparently you can't even watch Gemini Man in its proper format? What? So Ang Lee decided that Gemini Man was meant to be seen in 120 frames per second, 3D, 4K. There are zero movie theaters <laughs> in the U.S. that, that can display that. that movie in that format. Yeah. The closest you can get is 120 frames per second, 3D, 2K. And that is being shown in 14 movie theaters in the U.S., two of which are in Los Angeles. Why is that the format? That's what Ang, That's how you have to see Gemini Man. Why? Why? Ang Lee said so. What what's the three? Why is the three D important? So you can see. So you can Will have Smith's? Will Smith coming at you <laughs> in all three dimensions. Okay, I immediately hate this movie even more. Haven't you ever wanted to see two Will Smiths at one hundred and twenty <laughs> frames per second? Like one hundred twenty frames per second, four K is very nice. I agree with him there. But three D is the thing awful. Is I gives don't. me a headache. Cinema standard is twenty four frames oh, a second. Oh yeah, that's true. You don't like what the what the hell? What twenty is so high? I forgot. Cinema what? is very uh, cinema standard is twenty four frames yeah. a second. TV and like internet is twenty nine point nine seven. Like one hundred and twenty frames is beyond perceptible. I can say that I can usually tell the difference between thirty and sixty frames a second, but beyond that, it's like it's <laughs> very what? hard to tell. Yeah. What? So I don't know, but for whatever reason, like. Uh, it's such a like stupid gamer thing. I feel like like dude, my rig can run fucking crisis at 120 <laughs> frames. Like I that's can see bullets. That's quicker. Great, I guess. Like 60 for me personally is like the max before it's all just the same. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, we've been watching movies in 24 frames per second forever. Forever. Like 
I'm I guarantee you Parasite was shot in 24 yeah. frames. Uh, I remember when The Hobbit came out, the first Hobbit, it was there was a big deal because you could watch it in 48 frames a second in IMAX. Double the frames. Yeah. So you get twice The Hobbit. Wow. Um, <laughs> Just like twice the Will Smith. Yeah. But Subscribe anyway, Will Smith. all this to say that, you know, we don't know if Gemini Man is the best movie of the year until we see it. So. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it is. Uh, no, we won't. We're not. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not going to spend money <laughs> yeah, to watch two Will Smiths. Gemini God damn it. Never going to see Gemini Man in my entire life. I promise you that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah to, that that to say the parasite. Oh, yeah. I gave parasite a five, mm-hmm. a perfect rating. Yeah. So, and that joins an exclusive club. Want to see how many five stars I have? Okay, let's check John's five star history profile. Eighteen. Eighteen movies in your five star club. There they all are. They fit nice in this little square. Wow! Look at that little square. Yeah. Uh, so it joins this little club. Uh, yeah. There are two other Korean, three other Korean movies in this club. Oh, wow. <laughs> I Look like Korean that. movies a lot. Scott Pilgrim's on there? Yep. Oh, wow. We'll be talking about that in our decade. Oh, I okay. promise you I'll be t- we will be talking about Scott Pilgrim in our best of the decade. Okay, that's it fine. It will I be like, in my top 10. Like Spoiler. Top, wait, is that Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Yeah. Uh, I guess that 17. <laughs> <laughs> I give this five stars, but it is it counts as a short film, kind of. All of them combined you're yes. talking about? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just rating the series basically mm-hmm. as once. I'm noticing also, is that Birth of a Nation on there? Yeah. I yeah. really thought that movie set the tone yeah. for how films should be. And I'm, I'm, I mean, people didn't even follow in the steps. Yeah. I'm surprised there aren't more like awesome KKK, like superhero yeah. origin movies. I'm you know? kind of upset because like, it said this is how films are going to be mm-hmm. and no one followed. Yeah, three hours like, long, yeah. insanely racist. Oh, like, yeah. when, when are we getting that? <laughs> When's that coming back, like, Hollywood? Please, come on. I, I'm hoping for, I mean, the Irishman's three and a half. Like, mm. it's almost there. And it, it, there's a good chance it could be could racist. Be racist. Could I be could racist. see blackface being in that movie. Let's see, we'll see. Yeah. All we'll right, see. Marty. You, <laughs> step up the plate. You can't shit on Marvel movies and then not have blackface <laughs> yeah, in the on. Irishman. I wish the Marvel movies were more like Birth of a Nation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been such a better quote. <laughs> Come on, Marty. <laughs> oh, Marty. Yeah, you're missing out, Marty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. That's a uh, that's it. Uh go see it. Yeah. And uh until next time, stay big you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs>